Welcome to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we equip women of all walks of life to be extraordinary leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We are the co-founders of Rayma Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. Each week, we're going to have conversations about what we're overcoming, what we are learning, and what our guests are learning so that you can find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. What you've overcome makes you a leader, no matter what your title is. So grab your coffee and let's talk about it. Hey, Overcomers, welcome to another episode. We are excited to be with you today. We have a guest from the Bismarck Mandan area, somebody that we have known for a few years and we're excited to um, hear her story and get some of her advice and really just have a great conversation about what it means to be a she who overcomes, especially in the entrepreneurial space. So Rachel, who is our guest today? All right. Well, we are super excited to welcome Shelly Ontis to the podcast. So here's a little bit about her, her official bio um, before we welcome her to the show and get down to the nitty gritty details. But Shelly has been helping local businesses and entrepreneurs grow by using simple marketing techniques and her graphic design skills at Elegant Designs. In 2016, oh, she's been doing that since 1997. I don't want to miss that because that's important. In 2016, her passion for showing entrepreneurs the simple steps to success online grew from her side hustle, a DIY website to sell her digital designs to crafters. She quickly saw a need for online creative businesses to use marketing to go from passion to profit faster. This led her to design and self-publish a marketing planner for entrepreneurs that helps you do just this even if you aren't a marketing expert. So Shelly, welcome to the show. Hey ladies, thanks for having me. We're excited to have you here. I love this phrase, go from passion to profit faster. Good. How, did, how did you come up with that? <laughs> it, well, I've always been a crafter. My mom owned a ceramic shop in our basement. Um, she's you know, a great artist. She can paint eyes on ceramics like you would not believe. Um, but the just the sewing and all the other crafts, it's always been second nature. And then when I ended up to be a graphic designer, and then this is actually my 25th this month, marks 25 years. So I'm, I'm excited about that as a graphic designer. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's amazing because um, not everybody can claim numbers like that in the entrepreneurial space. So congratulations on that. So speaking of entrepreneurial space, can you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey? So you have been in the game a long time. Can you kind of tell us um, how you started? You know, it says in the bio, but we want like the, the backstory <laughs> of how you got to be where you are today. The nitty gritty, because what we see in those Instagram reels and all that that we were talking about, it's it's the highlights and it's mm -hmm. all the good things. And when I first started, um, I had been working at a print shop and then I worked at a furniture store and then they sold the marketing department. So I was unemployed and I, I didn't want to do certain things as a graphic designer and I wasn't finding the right opening in town, you know, 25 years ago mm -hmm. it was a little bit different than it is now. So I was diving into like, what do I do? And I'd already been doing some freelance and I kind of became an accidental entrepreneur and started that, you know, in the corner of our living room and came up with my name because I had to send somebody an invoice that day. If I could do it again, I probably would have spent a little bit more time on that. <laughs> and then 
you know, here I am 25 years later. And it's, it's funny because when I first started as an entrepreneur and people would say, what do you do? And then you'd say you're self-employed because you didn't say entrepreneur back then. And they would kind of tip their head and look at you and go, oh, really? And then I got divorced in 2013. And I find it hilarious because when I would tell people who didn't know, they would tip their head and look at me and do the same exact thing. And now, right? And now it's it's way cooler to be an entrepreneur than it was back then. So it's I almost, thought that was hilarious. It's almost like when they don't know how to, like, don't know what to say next, they kind of tip their head to tiptoe into yeah. it. I don't know. Like yeah, you yeah. get where you get the pity head tilt. Um because I've had I've had that happen too. Sometimes you still get that a little bit. I think sometimes it's more from um confusion when you're like, I am a business owner or whatever. And then the next question is like, well what do you do? And then they get really excited. But I have definitely had that pity head tilt. Um they're like, oh I'm sorry, could you not get a real job? <laughs> right. You're like, yeah, I'm in my pajamas 90% of the time and <laughs> doing what I want when I want. Right, exactly. And I love that you said that you kind of fell into it accidentally. I think for many of us as entrepreneurs and many of our listeners as business owners or however they give themselves that title, creatives, that's kind of how many of us, I think, have have done it. And I love that you said going back, you might have spent more time with the name, but you know, you had to send your invoice out. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> that part of your journey because um that's that's the thing we don't talk about all the time is what it was like in the very beginning and it's okay to just send out an invoice with the name you're like I probably would change that but it is what it is <laughs> yeah so Shelly I'm curious because before we hit record we were talking about social media and Instagram and reels and all this stuff um I'm curious about how you got started on social media and how you've seen things change um, since then. And what is your sweet spot on social media? I think that anytime that we have done like a, a virtually savvy training for our inner circle champions, they are always wanting to know what is the new, like what is working on social media? How do you decide what is you? Right. And so like, how did you decide that? And what, what do you find is working? Cause social media is always changing. Right. Exactly. So let's start there. So the first thing I want to say is if you're looking for that sweet spot, that's going to carry you through tomorrow. I'm, I'm here to rain on your parade and say, there isn't one because always what works today is probably not going to work tomorrow <laughs> or mm -hmm. it could go viral tomorrow. So you have to stay on top of it. But when I, I wasn't doing graphic design in the online space, the most, most of my, all of my graphic design clients are local. Um, I do logos for the creative world because I'm in the DIY community. So I do a lot of logos for them, but most of them can do their own graphics. So I do newsletters, brochures, you know, advertising, social media management for local clients. And then pivoting when I, like I said earlier, when I became divorced, I needed that passive income because as a graphic designer, you bill by the hour and then you run out of hours in the day as a single mom or just as an entrepreneur or, you know, friend, all of that, you run out of time. So how was I going to pivot that? I ended up saying, well, I'm making these creative files for my Cricut. You ladies on camera can see I have a DOI studio behind me, a crafting studio. And it so looks I'm fabulous. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. I... I designed digital files. They're called SVG files, and they are uploaded to your Glowforge, your 
you know, your personal cutter, your Cricut, your silhouette, and then they can craft with them. They can make t-shirts and scrapbook pages and all that fun stuff. So that was something I thought, well, I can make a website where people can go buy those and I can do some advertising and make an income that way. They can download and buy them while I'm sleeping and I don't have to be present. So I am, you know, spending all those years, you know, 15 years behind the camera I am now, and that's kind of when Facebook Live started and business Facebook page started around that time. I thought, okay, well, I can do this. And I set out on social media on Facebook. Um, Instagram was pretty quiet, even if it was a thing back then. So I started on Facebook and I made a Facebook page. And the nice thing about the crafting, crafting industry is people will follow all the crafters. You know, if you're, a, you know, say a bank, people aren't going to follow every bank in town. So that made social media a little bit easier for myself. And then I used my marketing techniques where you have to have certain words that your people are searching and talking about. And you have to have a certain brand and a certain style and all that on the back end. And I created an ad. I woke up the next morning with, get this, 800 new likes on my page. That's amazing. I know That's, for a dollar. It was a dollar ad. <laughs> that was awesome. So being used to being so much on the other side of the camera, not ready to be out in the public eye, and just that that emotion. You know, entrepreneurship is really you know eighty percent, ninety percent your emotional state, and then ten percent of your knowledge, kind of a thing. So I probably so true, <laughs> right? So I said a couple bad words, freaked out a little bit, shut the ad off, spent about three days kind of soul searching, let's call it. And then I was like, oh, Shelly, I think you're onto something. Like, you know, you use your marketing and you dive into the online space, into the social media space. And that's where it kind of became my niche as, you know, finding those little tricks that that worked right away. And now they're they're a little bit harder. You have to dig a little bit deeper to find them, but they are still there. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're harder because everybody has like just flocked to social media and it's the pool is way bigger than it used to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Crowded. Crowded, I'm not sure the pool is bigger, but that's a good um, idea. Yeah, definitely crowded. There's way more people in it and it's hard to find your people. (laughs) Right. And one of the things that we were talking about before, you know, we hit record was this kind of idea where there's only so much you can do as one person. There's so many hours in the day. And Mandy and I were saying, you know, we don't record video for this because we just don't. I mean, there's just so much time in the day. And um, we were kind of talking a little bit about reels. And so how do you, um, how do you keep your focus on like the one thing, or do you have a hard time not following the shiny objects when Instagram drops a new thing? Or have you guys noticed too that Facebook is showing reels? I'm not even yeah. sure what that means Great. yet. So there's always something like what I, worked yesterday does not work the next day because somebody's in the background, totally mm-hmm. pushing the buttons and making all the changes. So how, as a business owner, have you navigated that? Because I think it's just getting worse. Like we started, you know, seven years ago and social media was completely different even then. Right. Yeah. I would say, especially after this last week with the whole, I like to call it, you know, Facebook date (laughs) (laughs) and we kind of hit a hard reset and it really made people, I think, focus on what they need to be doing. And there was some rumors that at first, when it started to glitch out, that it was because 
your Instagram reels are now showing up on Facebook. And if you want to see those comments, you have to go back over to Instagram. So I think that's probably going to mesh a little bit more user-friendly down the road. But you're right. It's You wake up and then all of a sudden, now I've got reels on Facebook. So how do you pick? And this kind of goes back to what I designed. Like you read in the bio, I have a planner. So it's a marketing planner for the online space. And... I I set out, let me just answer that with a very long story. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, I went back a couple of years ago and my word in 2019 was fail. Like who sets out to make their... Right? That's, a, that's a pretty <laughs> fascinating word. Like we pick words too for year. We didn't do it this year. We did it a little different for 2021, but we've done it in the past. And I haven't heard anybody who's picked out fail. Yeah. Well, That's I, fascinating. It was so much focus on I have to do this and I have to do it right and I have to put out some things, you know, like A plus quality. And if I didn't know them or if you know the, you know the internet trolls, Facebook trolls, like I didn't want that confrontation, and so it kept my business small. So in nineteen, it was like I'm going to do it, and if I stink at it, then I'm going to do it better next time, or I just know it's not my jam. So it opened up a lot more doors than I was expecting. So that was a good, it was a good word. It was weird to wrap my head around it too. And then the next year was going to be focus because that's what you do in the year when it's 2020. But then when you have a pandemic, it kind of becomes a different ball of wax. So this year, going back to my comment about entrepreneurship is so much of your mindset that this year, my word became data. So super stagnant, super boring. And focusing back into my planner, every month there's a section on your monthly view that lets you track all of your stats. So you track your engagement, you track how many emails you sent, the open rates, engage, you know, likes, followers, all that. And then you can go back and look, what did I do each week? What did I email out each week? Because there's spots to track all that stuff too. And now I can say my engagement kicked up here, but it didn't kick up here. And then I can see what I did. So I'm making those decisions based on data and not on, oh, I did a post and I got 150 likes. And then the next one got 12. And chances are, if you went back and looked at your data, people liked that one that got 150 likes because it was a funny meme. But when you posted a product, people didn't like the product. They clicked through, went and bought the product. So if you focus on that data, your business Mm -hmm. is going to move 60% faster. Well, for all of our business owners and entrepreneurs, if you've not figured that out yet, please stop and rewind a little bit and write this down because that is something that Mandy and I learned the hard way that if you're not paying attention to the data and the actual numbers, you will not have success the way that you think you have. And many times it's just all, you know, fluff and mirrors and all of that. And so I love that you include that in the planner. Um, So yeah, that's, I, I think that's something that all business owners, entrepreneurs coming out into this space need to know that, the internet is very fancy looking and shiny and the numbers can be um, the metrics that are hard to like, guess, <laughs> yeah. what are they called? The, the data metrics that are like the fake ones, but there's a term for it, but I can't the think vanity, of it. Vanity. Vanity metrics. There you go. Thank you so much. I knew one of you would know what that is. I'm like, um, but I'm no, it's real like, data. Like, no. We went through that. I'm like, what is that called? Where you mm-hmm. look 
professional and popular and uh, successful on the outside, but the real numbers in the business, you're not. And I think that is such a hard lesson for everybody to learn. But if you're going to be in it, you know, like us, we're, we're going on year eight coming into, you're going on year 25. Like that's the only way I think that, that you make it. So right. Thank, thank you for sharing that story because I think there was definite wisdom in there. So let's move to today a little bit and tell us kind of what you're going through right now, whether it's business, personal, you can get as vulnerable as you want. Um, but what is something you're currently overcoming and learning? I think this last year, year and a half probably has given a lot of people a lot to think about when it comes to their businesses and being an entrepreneur. And you said that you have been divorced and you're a mom. So please share with us right now what you are learning um, as you go through life. Um, I, I think accepting the seasons. As I was looking at the questions, you know, before we came on and started chatting, there's what your season is today. It seems so heavy. And it seems like you can't get out of it. And then before you know it, there's just that new light all the time. And when you, we watch all those highlight reels on social media and we think, okay, I'm going to jump into the entrepreneur space and I'm going to find my niche and I'm going to go viral and quit my, you know, nine to five job. And, and you kind of get into that little happy fairy tale, but as an entrepreneur, the majority of things do not go as you expect, as you plan, as you hope. So pivoting, which I think became our word everybody used last year, <laughs> but it's a 24-7 thing really with business. Mm -hmm. I love that you bring that up because um, Rachel and I have had a lot of conversations behind the scenes about the season that we're in right now. And I think that when you are an entrepreneur, you don't think about the fact that you're going to have seasons where putting your head down and working, but not taking on extra and just making sure that you have a season of rest at the same time. There are seasons where that happens and that's okay. Like that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. That doesn't mean that you're done for as an entrepreneur. Like you have to even almost schedule those seasons in. Um, I myself am in a season where I am only doing the minimal and yes, I'm taking on some more clients, but for like a good four or five weeks, I'm only doing the minimal because my mental and emotional and physical health needs extra rest right now for various reasons. And so making sure that I can schedule that into my life and not be saying yes to everything, um, even the good things or even the things that I want to do, but maybe the time isn't there yet. I think that's so important as entrepreneurs. How long do you think it took you to learn that, Shelly? Well, I'm 47 and I still learn it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> you, I feel like you have the mindset that like, you're always learning in life. You, you are. And I remember many years, the beginning of my business, I was like, I just want this perfect button-up schedule and every April this happens and every May this happens and you know the kids go to school and I do this and then in the summertime we all get to do this and you know I'd, I think once I let that go that's when my business really exploded and then also having the right people around you that was that was a huge eye-opener you know, after my divorce and finding my new circle and now I'm a newlywed so we've been married for three years and 
I have two kids who are off in college and he has two that are off in college and one about to graduate. And it's amazing how much time, <laughs> like this empty nest thing is, you know, I just went and had supper with my daughter. She's in Jamestown and my son lives here in town. He's got his own place and he came over for supper. And, and so we still get to have all this fun quality time now, but during the day, like I'm home alone right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's definitely <laughs> a new season. <laughs> Especially after 2020, like right. they were all back and my husband, <laughs> which it was, it was good. It was different, but it's not very productive. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that we strongly believe um, in our company at Rayma team and here on the She Who Overcomes podcast is that every woman is a leader, no matter what her job title is. So even if she is a stay-at-home mom, she's a leader. Even if she is an employee at some, at, at another company, she's a leader. And I think sometimes when you, when you said, you know, making sure you have the right people around you, I think sometimes when you are an entrepreneur, um, whether you have a partnership or you're, you're working on your own as a solopreneur, it can be kind of hard to figure out who are the people that you need to have around you. So as you're thinking about like, what that has looked like for you, what are some of the the things that maybe you've overcome in the past that have shaped you to be the leader that you are in your company and for your clients? Um, And what kind of advice would you have women or would you give to women who are maybe starting out or thinking about being an entrepreneur or being a creative if they've never been one before? I would say just accepting that that term overcome is just going to be a Tuesday for you. (laughs) So you think I got it all figured out, right? You guys are laughing. So you think you got it all figured out and then you're going to go do a workshop, um, you know, in your Facebook group on Tuesday and guess what? We don't have Facebook. So we got to figure it out Mm -hmm. or, you know, you have this, this great product and you sent out the 17 billion emails to your email list, like you were supposed to, and nobody bought it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you wake up every day and it's a new challenge and that becomes almost a puzzle that you get to figure out. And mm-hmm. when you accept that as it, it's not those things that you have to wake up and overcome today are not a reflection of something you did bad. Mm-hmm. You know, 90%, 90, mm-hmm. probably 99% of the time, it's nothing that you had control over. It doesn't mean you, you know, there was something wrong with you or broken within you, or sometimes mm-hmm. that what you do believe is broken is, is going to become a light for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much because I think so many times, because all we ever see is the highlight reel on social media, mm-hmm. which by the way, I love following the leaders and the influencers and the, the business accounts that are real, that let you see, you know, the, um, what are they called? See all of the mess. They let you see the bloopers. They let you see like the shots that typically never see the light of day because it is so easy to sit there and compare ourselves and feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Like there must be something wrong with me because it's, it's clearly working for them. And yet, I mean, we, not that we're going to name names, but we we just knew of somebody like a business within our community that just closed their doors 
overnight, leaving a lot of people like frantically looking for new people to help them with this service that they hired them for. And I think no matter what somebody looks like on the outside or on social media, um, you don't know the backstory unless they're sharing it. Mm. And I think up until recently, so many people didn't want to share the struggle. Right. Because you want to be that successful. But I find when you make yourself vulnerable like that, Mm -hmm. that's when you get more Mm -hmm. of those DMs and click-throughs and sales. Yeah, we we definitely have built a lot of our business on vulnerability. I mean, that's the thing that we teach. That's the thing that sets up our Mm -hmm. leaders to be exceptional um, is this willingness to share not everything. We're certainly not going to like bleed all over the internet and make sure that everybody knows our sob story. But like, you know, with what you've overcome makes you a leader. And especially when you have that mindset that we're constantly overcoming, like it's not a one-time thing. Like that's why we say overcomer. Like you don't, unfortunately we don't get done. Like you don't get to finish being an overcomer. Like there's always something. And, you know, like this week was a lot of some things for some people and um, being able to pivot and do all of that. um, I think that mindset is so much healthier than like, I've already overcome something. I've already dealt with something big. Why do I have to keep dealing with more things? And I think that keeps us healthier people and definitely more, um, authentic leaders for others to follow. Yeah. And I think that also comes down to branding and marketing mm-hmm. again, because we do business with faces. I yep. mean, we don't, we, I know that's why mm-hmm. Nike is this million dollar corporation, but they pay people thousands of dollars to be a face right. and to tell a story. And, and that's, that's what we have to remember too, is that there's this company, like we were talking about there, they didn't just wake up and decide to ruin everybody's life. No. They, there was some major things that obviously had to have happened. And, you know, grace and humor is a good way as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. to get through the day. Mm-hmm. So if you give yourself grace, give people around you grace, and then, you know, humor. Yep. If mm-hmm. You can laugh instead of cry. That's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we agree. Well, I think it's, I, I think it's always so good to, to hear about the mistakes that other entrepreneurs have made. And I mean, there are so many ways to hear those stories. Like you can watch people on Instagram or their reels or their videos. You can have conversations like this. You can watch documentaries. Um, There's a lot of them out there that will show you like the behind the scenes of a company and what happens if your company grows too fast and you don't have people who are willing to lead vulnerably um, versus, you know, leading with perfection, which is only a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Right. Um, like, I'm just gonna, we, Rachel and I watched the Lula Rich documentary. Have you watched that at all? I haven't. Oh, my it's, word. It's a fascinating. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go into all of it. But it's just a fascinating um, case study of what happens to a company. It's on Amazon, by the way of what happens to a company when they grow too quickly and when they maybe don't have the right people in leadership or at least don't have a teachable mindset. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Or skills. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's it's a train wreck, to be honest, but um, it is fascinating. And just to look at, I mean, when you hear of businesses that go under that looked like they were very successful, to me, on the back end of that, like that tells me that 
they maybe weren't stewarding things the way they needed to, to be able to handle a hard, a hard season, right? Going back to that whole idea of seasons. And I know for Rachel and I, we have had to, when we rebranded our company, we had to have some very hard conversations about how we managed our money, how we, you know, what was actually needed to run our business for a season so we could get back on our feet and make sure we were going the right direction and step into what we thought would be a new niche, but was really just getting more clarity on the niche we started out with, which was, we used to just be life coaching for women, but really it's life and leadership. Like we want to teach women leadership skills. And so when you think of your experience, Shelly, what, like how many different times have you maybe had to you know, pivot the word from 2020, um, the, the national word word of 2020. Um, pivot maybe how you run things on the back end so that it's easier for you, or how many people you maybe either have on your staff or contracted workers or even partnerships. Like, what has that been like for you? Um, it it seems like a rotate rotating slide. I guess there's there's so many things just like with the social media space we were talking about where you think you've got the system in place and and your your workload changes the this the where it's coming from and how it's going out and the projects that were all planned in 2020 and then they were all unplanned overnight and then fitting in new plans so it is and um actually to Okay, it's just always on my mind. So going back to my planner on the monthly view, I always say sit down with yourself for once once a month and have a CEO date. I get out of my office. And on the monthly view, there is a little checklist that tells you to sit down and make sure you dive into those things because there's always room for improvement. There's, like you said, you have to have a teachable mindset. And, you know, the leader isn't the one who stands on the top of the hill shouting, you know, look at me. She's the one on the very bottom and her team is up there. Mm-hmm. I love, love that Summers. mindset. Um, I think the people listening to our mm-hmm. podcast are definitely people who think that same way. And I think it's a cautionary mm-hmm. tale because I think we've all seen what happens when the leader at the top is at the top mm-hmm. of the mountain, just yelling all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly don't want to be the leader then that falls off the top. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. that's generally what happens. So... <laughs> And those people aren't down there to catch no, you either. If they are not. There, <laughs> no. You're gonna be like, oh, Oops, she fell. No. <laughs> yeah. Let me stomp you while you're right. down. Exactly. I, exactly. I mean, it kind of is. It is, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, Shelly. Well, we usually have a few final questions that we like to ask our people. I want to thank you so much for being vulnerable. Um, I know you said before we went on camera and started recording that you're not sure that you have anything to share with overcoming and learning. And I think that you have dropped some major wisdom um, for oh, our okay. listeners today. So thank you for being vulnerable because you definitely, um, I think you would offered some encouragement and insight for our listeners. So are you ready for the final questions? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First, first question is what does an extraordinary leader look like to you? And I think you might've just answered this, but what does an extraordinary, extraordinary leader look like to you? 
Um, I think an extraordinary leader doesn't let you know that they're leading. Mm. So they might make you feel like you're championing your next big hurdle, mission, vision. But at the in the end, you both feel it wouldn't have happened without the other. So teamwork might be a one-word answer. Okay. I like to drag mm. things out. That's good. <laughs> I'm terrible like at one word answers too. I'm like, I'm a writer and speaker. I can't, I can't say anything in one word. <laughs> so well, we I'm don't have designers. So I want pictures to right. go with that. Right. That sounds like Maddie's. So <laughs> we don't have any rules on our last questions, like one word or one sentence. Cause no, sometimes that's <laughs> hard to do. All right. So next question is what book, and there might be more than one, but what book has impacted you as a female leader the most? Um, so I'm not a reader, but when you say book, I'm good at audibles. That still counts. <laughs> that podcast. counts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it really depends on the day or the season that I'm in. Um, you are a bad, you could, I don't yep. want to say You can say, say it's that. okay. She says it, right? <laughs> so you are a bad, badass. Yes. She has the line of books. Yes. Jen, I can't think of her last name. Um, those were really good for a season I was in, but I just recently read Believe It by Jamie, Jamie Kerna Lima. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. I've heard. I yeah, love her. <laughs> yes, it was. I hadn't really heard her story, but I like it. It cosmetic. Mm-hmm. So I read it. Um, amazing. And I loved her line about there's always room for one more at the table. Ooh, and I hear yeah. that so much Ooh. that people say the online space is saturated. So I'm just going to step back, mm-hmm. but change your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like it's saturated because it's working for those people. Mm-hmm. So there is always room for one more. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So here's, here's the, the question that last I heard you didn't have an answer for yet. So hopefully you have one now, but um, if you were a shoe, what would you be? And what story does that tell about you? Okay. So I, I had to think about that for weeks. So good thing we had some time before we came on here. <laughs> and the only thing I could think of was maybe a fuzzy slipper because 95% of the time I don't have shoes on because I'm home. <laughs> so I don't have to go to work. Most of, most of the things are zoom still to this yep. day. So what color yeah. of a fuzzy slipper? Oh, probably pink or leopard right now. Is I was going to say color. pink. Yeah. Yeah. Leopard's leopard is color. totally a color. <laughs> yep. It's the new black. It's, it's a neutral. It, it totally goes with everything. <laughs> it goes it with everything. I have, I have leopard shoes and I have had plenty leopard shoes in my life. Me too. <laughs> I do have a leopard pair of sandals that I like to wear, but I'm feeling like those days might be over. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. I feel like fall has hopefully well by the time this comes out it will be like november so right. well, hopefully by, by then time, fall should hopefully have come well, hopefully out we don't I'm, have, I'm over the hotness hopefully we don't have winter by then because we live in north dakota so you never know fall might be five days right. it might be five weeks yeah you never know it right. might be this week but yeah <laughs> maybe an hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> you missed it. i love that Right. Okay. So Shelly, where can people find you and where can they get this planner to help them with their marketing metrics and their data? Sure. So over on our website at wecanmakethat.me. So there's a little avenue you can go down if you're a crafter. And then there's also a creative business section. So if you go to wecanmakethat.me slash planner, that's the planner's home. And then if you're on Instagram, I'm at idesignedbyshelly. And Shelly is C-H-E-L-L-Y. Awesome. And we'll be sure to put those links in the show notes as well. So be sure to check that out. Well, Shelly, thank you so much. I 
I feel like you are an entrepreneur and a leader who has a lot of wisdom to share with people. And I think your mindset is definitely an, an encouragement to everybody who has the honor to speak with you. So thank you for taking time to, to share that with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I love it. It's All right, been a over- pleasure. It's been fun chatting. So it has anytime. <laughs> All right, Overcomers. Well, we will be with you again next week with another new episode. Until then, may you rise up, lead well, and live with intention. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media, a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. All right. Our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week.